What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the game plan NFL <clears throat> week 12 DFS and betting angles breakdown. All right, welcome back to the game plan. NFL Week 12 is upon us. We've had our Thanksgiving slate. We've got our turkey in us. We're feeling good. And now it's time to get ready for the main slate. Let's do this. Um, first, I want to obviously congratulate a lot of the big winners from the Thanksgiving slate. It was awesome. Um, really, really predictable slate. The only thing that got us a little bit was, of course, the running back crew and, you know, Montgomery kind of failing and Swift getting hurt. There was a little bit of that, but, you know, we we're all over Knox. I love Knox in that game, and that really worked out. And, of course, Darnell Mooney and Michael Gallup and um, Hunter Renfro. So a lot of really uh, Cedric Wilson, a lot of the nuts plays were right there to be had. You just needed the right couple of running backs, Pollard, Jacobs, um, even J Jamal Williams. But we move on to the main slate where we've got a really, really interesting slate where there's, once again, one game that stands out above all others. I think this precious game from this week is um, a little bit better even than last week's one, a little bit more likely to succeed um, across the board, and I'm going right back to it, so we'll talk about that. And as always on the game plan, this is how this show works. We're going to go through each game. We're going to talk about the Vegas lines for the game, and then we're going to talk about DFS and betting angles that we can glean from the Vegas lines. Now, I am rolling solo today. No John Statsational Alessia. So you're going to get full geek info here. Everybody's on vacation. Thanksgiving. I don't take vacation. I don't even leave the house. I'm just always here. So we're rocking. We're crushing content as always. Now, before we get into the breakdown, I want to mention our show sponsor, Owner's Box weekly fantasy sports. I talk about them every week, but you got to check out owner's box. You really do because if for no other reason, then they just give you free entries every single week. I don't know what more I can do for someone than set you up with a site that gives you free entries. So here's how it works with owner's box. They're weekly fantasy sports. And, you know, for, for DFS, there's a few different there's a few different versions of it. Um, NFL, they have the super flex format, which is really, really cool. And you could play two quarterbacks and it really works functionally very similar to how um, regular NFL works in terms of, you know, in terms of um, like DraftKings or FanDuel NFL DFS. It's just a super flex format and much, much fewer sharks on the, on the platform compared to anything else. But when you get into some of the other weekly sports like NBA, there's a little bit of strategy employed here because you play the players for a full week. So it works more like a best ball format where you could take a point guard, for example, that might have three or four games that week, but you're only allowed two point guard games. So you can play them for two games, three games. You could drop them, get some cash, apply it somewhere else. So it's a very strategic game that I love. If you're paying attention to it, you can really, really do well on owner's box. So I highly recommend it. Check it out. Use promo code DFSARMY when you sign up over there, and you're getting a, a deposit match when you sign up. Plus, they give you a free entry. You don't even have to sign up for anything. 
Just go there, sign up. You don't have to put a credit card down. They give you a free entry to their game. What more can you ask for? They'll give you a $10 entry just about every single week. Everybody who signed up for it is like, yep, I got another code. Every week, another free $10 entry. And that's been going on all throughout the season because they have overlay because they're a new site. They're trying to get users on there. And that's what I like. You know, forget, yes, we, we actually, they, they sponsor the podcast. So that's why I'm telling you about them. But I don't accept the sponsor of this podcast unless I actually like the product. And I like the free shit that they give out and I like the product. It's a fun game to play. So check it out. You can use the code, the, the, the link in the description below to sign up over there. You're going to get a free entry to this week's big NBA contest over there. What is this? Get climbed. So um, you, you get a free entry to the big NBA contest over there. When you go in the NBA contest, look how it works. You can you put multiple point guards in there. Let's say you have two point guards, like I said here, that are that are playing more than uh, four games each or three games each. You can get rid of them after the third game and apply the salary somewhere else. So it's a really, really cool format. Check it out. You won't be upset. It's free to play. What more can you ask? All right. Moving on. NFL Week 12. The way we start to show out on the core four is we like to look at the core or on the game plan. We like to the core four games of the week. And I've only got three cores this week. So we're going to look at the core three. All right. We're going to look at the core three. Then we're going to go through the whole rest of the, the slate. We're going to briefly go through it. We'll talk about the betting angles and we'll talk about what the Vegas lines mean um, for each of these breakdowns. So I'm going to get started with the first game on my core three, which of course is the Bucks taking on the Colts. And this is the best game of the slate, in my opinion. This is the precious. This is the precious game. 53-point total, three-point spread for Tampa on the road at the Colts. We saw last week that Jonathan Taylor has now emerged. And by the way, I'm saying it. Record, record, mark it down. Jonathan Taylor the number one overall fantasy football dynasty asset, fantasy football asset next year, pick number one overall. Pick one, Jonathan Taylor. This guy is the future. You know who the past is? Christian McCaffrey. Still love him. Davin Cook, getting older. Who's the young, the fresh guy? That's Jonathan Taylor. He crushed it last week. And, um, he is the Colts team. Now, it's really interesting because the Bucs are a really good run defense, so it's strength against strength, but they might be missing um, some players on the defensive line that might actually really be helpful for Taylor and the Colts. So, you know, don't worry about the matchup, but th that's really what this one comes down to. Colts, Jonathan Taylor, can they get him going? And against the Bucs, there are some injuries on the Bucs team that we have to take a look at. Of course, Antonio Browns remains out for the team. But some new back issues are popping up for Mike Evans that could be could spell trouble. He still has not practiced as of today. So the Bucks team might be a little bit um, uh, hurt. Let's take a look at the power rankings real quick to see what they tell us about this game. And the power rankings do tell the tale. And it's really, really interesting because uh, let me see if I can make this big enough so that you guys can see it. I always have to, you know, increase the size of the screen here. But I, I do want you to be able to see it. I'm going to be messing with my screen sizes a bit. Um, is Vita Vea back? Well, I don't know that that's for sure. Uh, so we're watching his status. 
because he's the, really the run stopper. But I hope he is back. If Vita Vea does come back, that reduces the matchup goodness a little bit for Jonathan Taylor, who is now priced up borderline unplayable in DFS and um, increases the likelihood that the Colts will be throwing the football. And that's what I'm interested in. So again, in looking at this game, where, where the heck is this game on my screen? Here we go. The projections show that Tampa throwing for 321 yards, only rushing for 94 yards, the Colts rushing for 115. So still getting theirs, but not, you know, smash and only throwing for 220 yards. But the nice thing about the Colts run game is that no, uh, yeah, the Colts run game is that it's what the heck was I just saying? No, the, uh, the nice thing about the Colts passing game, I was just reading your comments, Peter, that um, Godwin Evans is off the injury report. That could be big news. So that'll be big if that's uh, if did he practice today? But um, what I was going to say, the Colts only really throw to one or two guys. So it's a very um, it's a very narrow pool of targets, right? It's primarily, you know, a little bit of the running backs, but it's primarily Michael Pittman. Even T.Y. Hilton, he just gets a couple targets each week. He doesn't play 100% of the snaps. And, of course, um, Zach Paschal, really more of a – let me bring up the matchup sheet here. Zach Paschal is really more of a possession wide receiver, doesn't really threaten. So my point is I really like my, uh, Michael Pittman in that game on the Colts side. Let me bring this up on the matchups tab so we can get a, uh, a view of it here. Yeah. Michael Pittman, 75% of the snaps, 25% target share. I'm ignoring the Jack Doyle targets explosion last week as just, you know, random shit. And again, Zach Pascal, T Y Hilton, kind of an afterthought, kind of an afterthought. It was interesting. Um, yeah. He's very boomer bust. He does score touchdowns every once in a while. We got to worry about him on showdowns, but for a main slate, not worrying about Zach Pascal at all. So with that being said, if matchups hold true in this game for me, the Bucs should be able to slow down the running game of the Colts enough to force them to throw more than they normally do. The Bucs pass defense, not the best, which means, again, passing game. That's Michael Pittman. That's the only guy that we really need to worry about. It could go to Pascal or a Miracle or Doyle or some shit, but those are too thin for me. On the Bucs side, now we're hearing um, that maybe Evans is fine. If Evans was going to be out or even limited with the back issue, man, I'm all in core play Chris Godwin. If both of them are out there, I like both of them in this matchup. I think this is the best matchup of the week. I'm down with both of them. And my favorite player of all three is actually Gronk. Gronk, eight targets per game, 4,400. He's way underpriced for his role. There's no tight end that's actually better on this slate than Gronk. They're all, there are some that I would call similar to Gronk, but none of them are better than him. And you're right. Taylor did get a lot of targets last week, but I, I'm worried that if a game flow goes against him, that maybe they'll have to bring in a little more Naeem Hines. If the Bucks get off to a lead, and I don't know that that will happen. The Colts are at home, but if they did and they're not able to lean on Taylor early and he doesn't get off to a big start, then it could go a different way. Yeah, it's not a showdown, my man. No showdown tonight. But but um, taking one last just view of the matchup sheet, you can kind of see some of this stuff playing out. Like, you know, Naeem Hines didn't play much last week. They gave 
82% of the carries and touches and snaps to Taylor, but that was because they were absolutely dominating the Bills via the run. And look at the price point, 9,100, 9,800. This is a tough payup with Jonathan Taylor, and he did not make my list. I don't really want – I didn't play him last week, but now he's way more expensive. A massive price hike off of a, a smash game? No. 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 Not for me. The ownership percentage, not even low. 15 20% highly owned against essentially what is a great rush defense or a high-level run defense for the Bucs. They've been limiting opposing running backs, um, uh, fifth on FanDuel. So, and and yeah, Vita Vea news is really, really important. Yeah, totally, because he's their best run stopper. So again, moving back over to the Bucs, I love Tom Brady here. I love Tom Brady. I love Chris Godwin. I love Evans if he plays, and I love Gronk. I'm not going for Fournette here. I think, A, Fournette is priced way too high, especially on DraftKings, but on fan, he's just priced way too high in general. And... It's not a good matchup. The Colts team funnels to the wide receiver position. And if you don't believe me, take a look right here at the DVP numbers that prove it out. Second, first, they're essentially limiting opposing running backs better than any other team in the league and giving up points to wide receivers and tight ends um, generously. So, I think it's a pretty uh, – the way I'm going to attack this game, I want Brady at my quarterback. I want probably two out of, of his pass catchers. So it's either going to be Godwin, Evans, or Gronk, two of the three, and I'm bringing it back with Mikey Pitter, a.k.a. Michael Pittman. That's it. That's it. Really, really straightforward game to attack. I love it. It's the highest total game on the slate. Could you mix in a little bit of Taylor? Sure. You want to mix in a little bit of some of the other guys? Great. But it's going to be Brady, two of his pass catchers, Probably Michael Pittman. Boom. That's your that's your stack, and that's my favorite stack of the week. It's it's Friday, and you get the favorite stack of the week right off the bat. How about that? Catch me outside. Now, before I move on to the second game of the core four, I want to – you know what? What took me so long to put this out is it's Black Friday, and I was buying shit. It's Black Friday specials. Fucking buying shit, dude. I bought some TVs. I got Costco going. I'm like – I'm telling my kids, like, hey, you want a new TV in your room? Boom. Got it. Want a new TV? Got it. Whole house, internet, ethernet system, mesh? Got it. Buying shit all day. Everybody loves a deal. I love deals. And we got a deal going on at DFS Army right now. Black Friday promo. This weekend only. This weekend only. If you're, uh, for new members, if you're not signed up at DFS Army, you can get signed up as a VIP right now today. Go do it right now. Pause the video. Go do it. We'll still be here. You sign up with promo code Black Friday and you get 50% off your. We never do that deal. 50% off your first month's dues. And here we actually fucked up the code because after, after that first month or the first week, it still knocks off 10% going forward. So the best deal in DFS just got better. 20K winner yesterday, 5K winner yesterday, crushing 100K NF, uh, NBA this week. Just get signed up at DFS Army. You want to be with the crew, the winning crew. We'll teach you guys how to do this. It's different than all other sites. So go get signed up. Promo code Black Friday gets you half off. Dom Station, all the tools, all the good stuff right there. All right. Next up on the core four, 
And by the way, it's really interesting because after this 53-point game, there's nothing even close to 50 points this week. But there are a lot of close and interesting games that, that I want to take a look at. So the next one I picked out is the Rams at the Packers. Rams on the road, one-and-a-half-point favorites. And the game carries a 47-point total. Now, the key matchup for me in this game, it's really, really interesting. A good game. Both very, very good defensive teams. But elite offenses. Packers play well at home. The most interesting matchup in this game for me, I always like Rams games because you can count on Jalen Ramsey to lock down one side of the field. And here's the thing. I think Jalen Ramsey will be shadowing Devontae Adams this whole game, which makes the game interesting. Because if we look back at last week and you say, how did the 49ers attack the Rams? Well, they knew that they have a nasty pass rush. So what they did was they ran the football again and again and again. In comes A.J. Dillon stud off a dud? I don't know. I think so. I think he's a stud. He definitely had a bit of a dud last. Not a bad game, but a bit of a dud. A.J. Dillon's a core play for me this week. I don't want to give out an all-in on the game plan. I'm not normally one to give out an all-in on Friday. But I love me some A.J. Dillon in this game, in this spot, in this matchup, for so many reasons. But the main being... They're going to have to go away from Devontae Adams a little bit here. They're probably going to have to because Jalen Ramsey is elite. So that doesn't mean I, I, I think you can't play Devontae Adams. I'm just saying Jalen Ramsey's elite. As far as who I think is going to win this game, I don't know. But what I do know is the matchup dictates A.J. Dillon and actually Martez Valdez-Scantling more targets than usual. On the flip side with the Rams, you got Cooper Cup over there. And after Cooper Cup, it, it gets pretty weird. Um, Tyler Higby, of course, still there. Never really does a whole lot. But, hey, he's there. Odell Beckham. New to the team. Don't know what he's going to do. Van Jefferson. There's all these. Here, let me bring up the matchup sheet. But there's all these different possibilities that are kind of like low-level possibilities on the Rams. But the nice thing is they don't have that many players. So oh, Odell Beckham didn't make the sheet. But there we go. It's going to be Cooper Cup. Van Jefferson getting a ton of the, the snaps. I love them both. Um, Ben's priced 4900 Still playable. Odell Beckham. And, of course, Darrell Henderson Jr. getting all the rushing game work. I like Henderson as well, but again, I, I like A.J. Dillon. I don't normally like to play running back against running back. That's not the best thing. Um, keeping in mind that the Packers will milk the clock if they can, so we might get an under game. The, the only way this game really plays to the over is if, well, I don't know. There's a few different ways, but I don't think we're going to see explosive scoring from the Packers. I think for the Packers to score, what they're going to want to do is play the game the way that the 49ers played, which is a lot of runs a lot of running uh, game work, a lot of rushes with Dylan. Keep the pass, uh, keep the the aggressive pass rush of the Rams at bay via the run, 
and then occasional shots deep to both Adams, who's going to have a tough matchup, but might be one-on-one, which is winnable even against Ramsey, or Scantling, boom. People forget about him. Alexander is not back. So still no Yair Alexander as of now, which means that the matchup for Cooper Cup on the Rams is golden. Cooper Cup on FanDuel, similar... Oh, he's 9,500. 9,600, 9,500. I thought he was 8,600. That's unfortunate. So um, really, he's priced 1,000 above Devontae Adams, which is crazy. But Cooper Cup has just been better, more consistent, and his matchup is much better. So if there was ever a time to just YOLO it and pay up for Cooper Cup, this is it. Love Cooper Cup. He's very expensive. Going to be difficult to pay for him. Not going not gonna to sugarcoat that. I hope they hold him out. Not, I don't. I don't know. I thought it was a multi-week injury. So let me caveat what I said earlier. If Aaron Jones plays, that muddies the water, and we cannot play Dylan if Jones plays. So let's keep that in mind as well. That will muddy the water. Yeah, and and that's right. Cup is just expensive on both sides, but he's rightfully so. You don't watch a Rams game where he doesn't get 10 targets. Like he's gotten 10 targets. He's gotten 10 targets over and over. 13, 13, 13, 12. This is Michael Thomas from a few years ago. He's probably worth the 9,600. The problem is at 9,600 to win you a tournament, he needs to score about 40 fantasy points you know, how, how often has he done that? Three times. He's priced appropriately. This is not a bargain. He's priced appropriately. The way that they price players is for like 30% of the time they hit 4X. And that's that's what you're getting with Cooper Cup in this spot. A 30% chance of him hitting a 4X score. That's it. He will hit at 4X. He's not. He hasn't hit 5X. He's not getting there. So just keep it in mind about this game. Now, as far as building um, stacks around that game, there's I, I like a lot of things. Again, we really have to pay attention to the Aaron Jones news, but Martez Valdez-Scantling, he's going to be somebody I'm just interested in all week. Um, Cooper Cup, if I can afford him, I'm interested, but I don't think I'll get there a ton. He's just so expensive. We'll, we'll need extreme values in order to get there, and I'm not sure we'll find it. Mild interest in Devontae Adams. Again, not super interested because Ramsey, I think, will shut him down. And a little bit of interest in Darrell Henderson. Although, again, Darrell Henderson's priced up also to a point where it's really for his ceiling. He hasn't been a get you 30 points guy, and he's 7-14. He's 7, he's 7K right now. Um, where is he? Henderson. Oh, 5,800, actually. Did not see that. You know what? Scratch that. At 5,800, he's in play. Six under 6K. That's that's a reasonable that's a reasonable price point. Note that uh, here's something I love. His salary had been up to 7K. They dropped it back down to 5,800, and actually, that's now a really reasonable salary for him. So Henderson Jr. at 5,800 on DraftKings playable. Fanduel. Um, yeah, Fanduel at 7,300. Okay. Okay. And obviously, he's got a bunch of dud games in here, but a couple of 20-point pops. So 
It's about right. I don't know anything about Barkley being out. You know, if that's new news, something happened here. No, doesn't appear to be one of them. Yeah, I, I think he's fine. He's just questionable because he's been questionable. So, um, all right. Next up on the core four, guys, we have got, and this is the last of the core four games. And uh, again, this might be my favorite from a stacking perspective. I love the, the first game, Brady, his, his pass catchers, love all of that. Actually, that's a beautiful stack, and that's going to be my favorite. But my second favorite here, 49ers and the Vikings. And mostly for the pieces of this game, not necessarily for the quarterbacks, although I'm not against the quarterbacks. So let's take a look at this game. Vikings on the road at San Francisco, 49 point total. San Francisco, three point home favorites. Vikings coming off the big win, but I don't know if it's a, enough of a big win where they're going to, you know, sit back on their laurels. Real quick look at the power ranking sheet shows that we can expect San Francisco to run for around 130 yards, throw for 250. Vikings similarly project well, 118 yards rushing and middling 243 yards passing. So we get sort of a medium outlook for this one. Lots of points. San Francisco wins by two. So um, not much to really go by in terms of betting angles here. I think, you know, San Francisco's rightfully a slight favorite. I would I would choose to take the points with the Vikings. Forced to choose. That would be how I would bet it. As far as the matchups go, we've got this the 49ers who have just been up until now feeding targets to Debo Samuel, but last week that changed a little bit. And Brandon Ayuk got all of the looks, 41%. He popped off like crazy. George Kittle, since he's been back, also seeing a really nice little target share, getting lots of snaps. So the great thing about the 49ers offense, for the most part, is that they don't mix it up that much. It's, you know, it's it's Samuel and Ayuk are the really the only two guys um, getting receptions, followed by George Kittle at tight end. But you know, the third wide receivers don't get almost any looks at all in this in this offense. At running back, I think we will get Elijah Mitchell back for the 49ers. So that should be nice. We'll get Elijah back. Elijah. Because Jeff Wilson did not look good. I mean, he just didn't look very good last week at all. So uh, I'm excited to go back to uh, Elijah Mitchell, and I think he is very much in play. Again, inexpensive price point on DraftKings 5400 he's somebody that we have to keep an eye on I already didn't like Lenny I think it's safe yes I think you can unfriend Lenny either way could have done it and a guard is much more critical for run production than it is maybe against you know against the pass rush which usually it's the it's the um tackles that deal a little bit more with the pass rushers so um on the viking side again we have a very slim offense it's really just focused dalvin cook on the run then jefferson primarily in the pass a little bit of Thielen in the red zone 
And, you know, a couple of nods out to KJ Osborne. Tyler Conklin, not super, super involved, although he'll catch touchdowns on occasion as well. So looking at this game, if I'm playing Cousins, I don't want to play Dalvin Cook, that's for sure. So if we're playing Cousins, we're saying, hey, this game will sort of explode on the passing side. And a lot of times I try to pair up Cousins with at least one of his two pass catches. Don't need two. Jefferson coming off the big game last week. Just going to check his ownership um, percentages. And yeah, it looks like 7 to 10% range for Jefferson. You know, he's still priced up really high on both FanDuel and DraftKings, understandably, after last week's smash. I like him. Adam Thielen, of course, playable as well. And KJ Osborne is your punt play. On the San Francisco side, uh, Debo Samuel's my guy. Keep going back to Debo. They're running him. They're passing to him. He does everything out there. Um, Brandon Ayuk has obviously played himself back into favor. George Kittle's a little too expensive for me for his general target share. But, you know, he's, he's playable in game stacks. And is Jimmy Garoppolo playable? Probably not. Probably not. No Jimmy G. Um, and Elijah Mitchell. I love Elijah Mitchell as price point. Assuming he's healthy, I'm going right back to it. All right. That'll do it for that game. Let's see. that. That's it. So I only have a core three this week. So now what we're going to do is go through every other game of the slate, pick out some interesting DFS plays, take a look at some betting angles, and see what we can figure out. So let's get into it. And, and again, talking about the slate from a macro level, a lot of these games are playable because none of them, again, outside of Bucks, Colts, really, and, and again, a little bit Vikings, 49ers, none of them explode off the page like, oh, my God, I got to have it, which means that we can really spread our exposures around a little bit and, and try to figure out interesting spots in some of these games that we might not normally target, like a 45-point game between the Steelers and the Bengals. Normally, I'm like, eh, I don't want that game. But if you think about it, a lot of pieces from the Steelers are really interesting in this game. Bengals defense is fine, but they're middle of the pack. And let's take the take a look at power rankings here. But they're middle of the pack. Looks like they've been really good against the run, but not so good against the pass. You know, Cincinnati coming off a monster game via the rush. So... They're projecting for 114 rushing yards. Two hundred sixty-five passing yards for the Steelers and two fifty-five for Cincinnati. So, you know, good passing output. And with these two teams, we don't have to go very far to figure out who uh they, they throw to. On the Steelers side, they really only throw primarily to Deontay Johnson. Um Chase Claypool gets some deep looks. And then, of course, Pat Frymouth. It, it's it, at, at wide receiver, they don't really go to a double R3 very much. So James Washington isn't heavily involved. Juju Smith-Schuster's out. So you can, you can figure out where the football is going. I'm trying to find the game, of course, as we're talking. And yeah, there we go. Okay, here we go.
So again, looking at the Steelers, you could see that Deontay Johnson, 30% of the targets. Pat Fryermuth, even with the return of Ebron, still getting about 16%. And Chase Claypool mixing in with 20%, but a little bit lower, 15% on the season. Note that the WR3 really almost gets no uh, interest at all. And Najee Harris, the running back, has been averaging 15% target share. And this is what we can expect week in and week out and week in and week out. Harris on the field, um, 80% of the snaps. He's out there all the time. I actually think this could be a good game for Najee. He's great. He's a great player. He's a great person. We got, yeah, cheat code. You know it, Galahad. We got cheat code. Um, Deontay Johnson continuing to get 30%. He's underpriced on both sites, but especially on DraftKings at 6,600. Let me put my head down here so you can see a little bit better, but he's underpriced on DraftKings at 6,600. So, you know, you want to, you want to consider, <laughs> I love Deontay this week. He's a standalone play. He can play in every format. I love Deontay. Pat Fryermuth, one of the in play tight ends this week. Is he my favorite play? No, Gronk is better, but he's there right on Cincinnati. You know, are we going to still play T. Higgins? When are we going to learn? T. Higgins, not, of course, the minute you stop playing T. Higgins, that's when he's going to smash. The problem with the Bengals is they throw quite liberally to Boyd, Higgins, Chase, and even Samaji Pirine, and even C.J. Azuma. So there's too many players. There's a lot of names. Everybody's getting targets. Too many. Here's a target. There's a target. Freaking Oprah's over here giving out targets for this team. I think the the most um, the most doable stack here is, of course, going to be Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase. We've got to consider Joe Mixon as well. You know, the Steelers' uh, run defense is middling, and Joe Mixon has been absolutely just tearing it up in terms of his volume. But again, I just want to point something out, Joe Mixon. He's coming off the big game. And he, you know, one of the things we rightfully pointed out last week, um, I believe it was Hunter who was on the show and he pointed out, he's like, hey, Joe Mixon has been part of the nuts lineup. At that point, it was three. Now it's been four weeks, four times already this season that Joe Mixon has been part of the nuts lineup. But here's the thing, and I get why people are scared to play him. No targets. Zero target. He put up 27. No targets last week. That was game plan specific. They were ahead massively, but you know, no targets. When when they're they will just not target him at times. And the other problem is Samaje Pirine. I don't understand why, but Samaji Pirine sometimes just gets worked into the game much more heavily. It's when they fall behind. So Joe Mixon really needs. There you go, 36% nuts rate. Um, this this divisional game stuff, for the most part, unless there's some history between the two teams of low-scoring games, I, I think it's better to ignore it. I, I don't love divisional games, but like, I think it's better to ignore it. I, I think there are certain teams where it affects things like the Packers, who only go to Devontae Adams and whatever. But overall, for a team like Cincinnati, they're so new, and I don't, I don't really think it matters. So anyway, I like that game a little bit. Very something definitely to keep in mind. Um, next up, let's take a look at the Panthers at the Dolphins. 
And there's not much to love here. 42 point total, two and a half point spread. Um, you know, Chris McCaffrey's back. He's he's running for the Panthers. The 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 player I love the most in this game, and you're gonna you're gonna vomit when I say it, is Cam Newton. Cam Newton still priced, still priced down 5,600. And I have to say, Mia Culpa, whatever you want to, whatever you want to say. Last week we played Cam, I, you know, when he first they announced he was coming back, I didn't like him. But we said we played the headless horseman last week. We said Cam Newton at 5K, you just got to play him in that spot. And you don't even have to stack him. Just play him naked, naked Cam, the headless horseman. Cam at the top of your lineups that are not at all built around this game. And I could do the exact same approach again this week. You could just make a lineup. You could put Cam at the helm, say, hey, Cam, get me. He never let it fly, dude. He he never let it fly. It's not as much. He he never did. That's not Cam's game. But he could throw for a touchdown, and he can run the football for a touchdown. He loves he loves vulturing touchdowns for himself. I don't love Cam. I don't like Cam. He's probably the NFL player. He's at the you know. Listen, there are NFL players that beat their women. They beat their wives. Those people are assholes, right? They you hate those guys. But of the nice guys. Of the guys that, you know, I have no reason to dislike, that have never done anything, I don't like Cam. And it, it's not because of his personality. I think he's a nice person. It's because of the costumes. I hate the fucking costumes. And I think he can't throw. I don't think he's a good, accurate passer. But I'm not letting that affect my decision-making when it comes to my DFS lineups. I'm not letting it affect my decision. Remember, remember. first of all, Lamar Jackson just falls apart at times. Secondly, the Dolphins do have excellent cover corners, and they could shut down these pass catchers. But Cam Newton gets it done via the run. Again, do I love Cam? No. Will I ever love Cam? No. But do I think? I don't. I don't like him. I don't like him as a play, and you know he could fall apart. But with Christian McCaffrey there, he throws to Christian McCaffrey quite a bit. Um, I think that's between that and his cheap price and vulturing a touchdown or two and running for 30, 40 yards. I just don't think that there's anything to worry about with Cam at that price. He's just a very safe play at that price. Beyond that, there is borderline nothing that I'm interested in in this game. Let me tell you something. Panthers play good defense. So they're not some team where I'm targeting offenses against them. If I want them to play an offense, if I want a player, Jalen Wilds always playable. But but again, can't uh, Panthers are are right up there, fifth, fourth in fantasy points allowed to opposing wide receivers. Yeah, and yeah, Christian McCaffrey is always playable. Nine K, ninety seven hundred, very expensive, very very expensive. Got all the snaps last week, so all good. But Cam Newton kind of vulturing a little bit, little vulture. But yeah, that's about it for that game. All right, again, reminder, we are doing the Black Friday promotion at DFS Army. Get signed up now. Do it now. We're, it shuts It shuts off. I don't know. When does it shut off? I don't fucking know. Sunday? Saturday? Maybe in 10 minutes from now. Pause the video. If you're not signed up at DFS Army, go use it now. Promo code DFS Army. DFS Army VIP is $69.99 a month, right? You get the first month for half price. That's $35. What about $1.20, $1 a day? For, for what projections, optimizer, um, breakdowns, cheat sheets, NBA, NFL, every sport. It's crazy. You get everything golf, NASCAR, all the stuff that we're top three ranked 
independently in every sport. Football, golf, NHL number one, top three golf, top top two NASCAR, top three NFL, top three NBA. What what more can I say? And we call we charge half the price of the other sites already. Now you get half off promo code Black Friday. Go sign up now. Buffalo on the beat, man. This is this is your chance, bro. Might it might run until Cyber Monday. I told him shut it down six a.m. On Sunday morning, I want to make people wake up early. 6 a.m., like a real doorbuster. It's your chance, Buffo. Get in there. All right. Yeah. Cam Newton with the with the, with the babushka. What are you wearing, bro? Now, Kyle Kuzma trying to be like Cam. I'm like, I got another one of these going on. Enough with the costumes. Watch game film. Watch game film. Don't spend your time picking out costumes. That means your interests aren't focused on football. I don't like that. All right. Next up, we've got the Titans going up against the Patriots at the Patriots. The Titans are road seven-point underdogs. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. This is the Titans team that was just beating the Rams, beating the Bills, beating the, 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 beating the Chiefs. They beat everybody. They beat everyone. And now they're seven-point underdogs against the Patriots. What is going on? Someone knows something. And a big part of the problem is, listen, the Vikings lost Derrick Henry. They lost Hurtley O. Jones. And you start to look at the team and you start to think, you know what? It's not a great defensive team. No Hurtley O. No elite running back. That leaves just A.J. Brown. And the Patriots know how to take out the best player from the opposing team, which means that the Titans are going to have a tough, tough time in this matchup. The minute the Patriots take out A.J. Brown, and they're smart enough to do it because they're coached well, who's left? Who are you going to? I don't even know the names of the players on the Titans. I have to go to the matchup sheet. Brable can have his number all day. Brable got no weapons. You, th there's nothing you can do if you have no weapons. I'm sitting here telling you. I'm admitting to. I'm an encyclopedia of football. I'm sitting here telling you. I don't even know the other guys. Tajay Sharp, is that who's on the Titans? Like, like Chester Rogers, Marcus Johnson. Dante Foreman. Dontrell Hilliard. Interesting that Dontrell Hilliard got all those. He's 28%. Got some targets. Dontrell Hilliard. Okay. Dontrell Hilliard. You want a third running back? I, and you can't play anybody on, on the Patriots. This is a game to just skip for DFS purposes. There's nothing going on on the Patriots that I'm interested in. Um, Ramondre and Damian Harris are, are splitting touches at this point. There's nothing good about that. Brandon Bolden mixing in. Now, listen, Jacoby Myers will pop off every once in a while. Kendrick Bourne will have a good game every once in a while. You know, I'm, I'm not here to try to predict that. Hunter Henry's had a couple good games. You know, probably someone might make my player pool. Yeah, and you want to like a tart throw on, on, you know, on Marcus Johnson or whatever. All right. I think this game is best left um, avoided. 
You cannot play Mac Jones. They're going to run it and run it and run it. You, you can't play Mac Jones. He is cheap, but you can't play him. The, the Titans' run defense is not good. No. No. On the road, no. No. Avoid. Avoid. All right. Here's a game I kind of like. I like it more than you would think. And it might be one of my favorite games. It was. Actually, all the injury news for the Giants really fucked it up a little bit for me. But I actually think we might be able to... I wish I had Gargano on because I really want to talk about the Eagles and a bet on this game and, and what to look at. And maybe we'll do the wise guys tonight if I can wrangle people. It's, you know what? Thanksgiving weekend, people traveling. Like I said, normals. The normals. You guys, you sickos are hanging out with me right now. But the normals, they're out with their families doing normal stuff. Call them the normals. The degenerates, you guys are hanging here with your boy. And I love it. I love you all for it. I love all of you for it. You guys have no idea. So looking at the Eagles at the Giants. Looking at the Eagles at the Giants. Um, the Giants just fired their offensive coordinator. Okay, Jason Garrett. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I believe that that has an effect. I believe that the team tends to rally in those situations. The problem with the Giants is they 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 lack weapons in this game. And I'm not sure. I, I, I do think they're going to... They don't lack too many weapons, but they lack... So let me explain. Kadarius Toney out for this game. Sterling Shepard out for this game. That leaves us with... Galloway, Galladay, Kenny Galladay, Kenny G, and Darius Slayton, and Lord knows who else. Actually, let me let me bring this up because I don't know the who the wide receiver three is for Dallas, for the for the Giants. I don't even know. Oh, oh, okay, John Ross. Okay, all right, John Ross is all right. Interesting play. Colin Johnson floating around, bunch of turds, but. The player that I'm most interested on the Giants. So you you might say, well, why not Kenny? Why not Kenny Galladay? Kenny G came from the Rams. Or came from the Lions. Supposed to be good. He's healthy now. The problem is Philly will put Slay on him, and Slay should be able to slay Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay is not a quote unquote very good wide receiver, and I think that elite cornerback play will shut him down. Um, yeah. Oh my God. He who must not be named Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram's only in play when he's very, very cheap, which he is. So I guess we have to keep him in the mix. But for the most part, listen, Darius Slayton, he could do his thing. He could pop off any game. I'm not going to put a lot of my money onto Darius Slayton. I'm not even playing Darius Slayton at this price point. 4,900, 5,500. What is that about? Yeah, um, Kadarius Tony's doubtful. Hold on a second. Why the fuck is Darius Slayton? Why is he 4,900? Like, Excuse me? What what have you done, sir, to justify this salary? Averaging 6.2 fantasy points? Okay, let me put him on a 4K. I'm not paying for this. Man, hell no. So in the end of the day, because I don't like Kenny Galladay because of the Darius Slay stuff, Darius Hayward Slay, and I don't like that. So the only player that I'm interested in, I originally was going to like, I was all about Daniel Jones 
on the rebound game for the offensive coordinator being fired. But, <clears throat> and while I don't mind Daniel Jones as a standalone play, I don't mind it, but I don't love it because the missing weapons are a problem for me. Plus his horrible, horrible performances don't make me feel good. But the one I like is Saquon Barkley. I think Saquon Barkley is very much in play, very playable. One of the best plays, dare I say it? Yes, I did. One of the best plays on the slate at running back this week. All I know is I'm not trying to worry about this Q tag or any of that. I just want to play $6,300 Saquon Barkley at home, fired offensive coordinator against an Eagles team that's not that good. That's it. On the Eagles side, let's go over to that. You know, Jalen Hurts is fire. He's been great, great, great. Go right back to Jalen Hurts. Miles Sanders, playable. Jordan Howard, out for this game. I think it's going to be the Sanders show. The the um, the Eagles have been running at a higher level than you normally see. They're running at a higher rate lately than we've seen in a long time. Jalen Hurts, certainly in play. He could be mixed in with any of Goddard or Devonta Smith. I don't think you need to um, stack Hurts with two. So it's a Hurts plus one. Or just maybe maybe take a little sniff, a little thought, a little inkling of Miles Sanders. But we've been waiting for the Miles Sanders breakout for years. So, you know, keep holding our breath. All right. Next up, I've got the Falcons at the Jaguars. Falcons road, one and a half point favorites. What a shit show the Falcons are. They're an even bigger shit show. As a matter of fact, fuck the Falcons. Let's take the Jaguars on this bet because the Falcons suck. Oh, I had to get that off my chest. Falcons suck, dude. They suck. And the problem with the Falcons is um, they don't have enough weapons. They don't have enough weapons to produce offense in this league. They might not need a lot of weapons against the Jaguars in fairness, but they don't have many of them. And, you know, with Calvin Ridley gone, Gage and Odeus Zacchaeus at wide receivers, just not threatening. Kyle Pitts, you can focus him fully. And actually getting Cordero Patterson is actually a big deal to get back Cordero Patterson. And that's the guy who I'm probably most interested in this game. Cordero doesn't usually pop off for 30 plus, but the Falcons have shown very clearly that they don't like Mike Davis. So it is the Cordero Patterson show. He's going to have to play wide receiver in this game. I like Cordero. Kyle Pitts is playable a little bit. Flip side on this game. LaVisca Chenault. Everybody's going to talk about I think LaVisca Chenault is going to be very popular. Jamal Agnew out for the Jaguars for the season, which LaVisca plays that role. He hasn't had a good game this year. Maybe it's coming. I don't know. But, I mean, at 4,400, he does get, you know, four targets, eight targets, five. doesn't do much because his team sucks balls. But he gets some action. And if they finally have like a good game, LaVisca could pop off. Uh, again, Patterson, great play. Can we play um, uh, Robinson at running back? 
James Robinson, I'm going to say yes. You know, he's he's only up against like the almost bottom ranked Falcons run defense. The only negative with James Robinson, J-Rob, as he likes to be known, is that, you know, A, the, the Jaguars just don't score very often because they suck. So, you know, it's going to take them scoring. But, uh, you know, a couple times for him to get one of them. But he usually does find a way to get it done. James Robinson gets passing game work. Another another note I want to bring out, Dan Arnold, who we've been playing week after week after week, finally had the zero, the bad game last week. James O'Shag Hennessy is back for the Jaguars, which muddies the situation with Arnold. I don't think I want to go back to Arnold. i got to figure out what they do with O'Shag Hennessy at this point. So Arnold, the safety of the eight targets per week is gone. And now we get sort of a, I don't know what they're going to do. I still think it'll be Arnold. He's been, he's played really well, but like that's speculative. And if you're going to price Dan Arnold, the same as some other really, really good plays at tight end Gronk, for example, I'm taking Gronk every time. And you're right. The Jags should lean on Robinson. The, um, it's a good question, Jamie. And I think it's much more of the unfortunate circumstance of being on the Jaguars. I still think the kid looks good. He has poise. Like, I think he's less of a chance of busting, of being a bust, uh, a locked-in bust, than Zach Wilson is. I think Zach Wilson is... Zach Wilson's got a couple weeks to, to snap out of it, but he is in bust territory already. Like, he's in territory of, like, bust to the point where the Jets, after one year, might need to give up on him. I don't think that's the case with, with T-Law. La Visca. Maybe he is cross-eyed, and that's why he can't catch the fucking ball. That's why he never has a good game, bro. I don't know. I don't know. La Visca. All right. Where are we? Jets, Texans. Who's the quarterback for the Jets? Probably Zach Wilson. Scary. All right. Jets, Texans. Jets on the road. Two and a half point underdogs to the Texans. 44 and a half point total. This is a mysterious game wrapped in an enigma. And I think some fantasy goodness might come from it, but it could also be the turdliest of turd fests that you're ever going to see. It could really go a lot of different ways. So a couple of notes about the Jets. It does look like they will start our beloved, our beloved laughing stock Jets. It does look like they're going to start Zach Wilson again. Haven't seen him in a few weeks. I actually believe, okay, hold on a second. Let me do a little bit of, this is like a little Gargano stuff. Okay. Let's talk psychology for a minute. Maybe this is wishful thinking as a Jets fan, but I actually believe that a player like Zach Wilson, talented, athletic, but the head was spinning. He's now had a few weeks off. He's had some time to clear his mind. He was in the hyperbaric chamber, you know, the chamber, the darkness chamber. What's like the sensory? He was in the sensory deprivation chamber, right? And you relax, you sit back, sensory deprivation, the water and shit. Like you clear your mind, you clear your mind. And maybe when he clears his mind, he's going to come back and look good again or, or not again. Maybe he can come back from that and look good for the first time. Not again. Sorry. He never looked good. 
the hyperbar the hyperbaric I said hyperbaric chamber. It's a sensory deprivation chamber. So I just think maybe he'll be a little bit better now that he had a few weeks off to clear his mind. I don't fucking know. Um, Corey Davis for the Jets looks like he'll be out. That means um, we can count on Elijah Moore, who's popped off the last few weeks, uh, being out there again and getting a lot of snaps. That's cool. I like Elijah Moore. Very talented kid. Here, let's go over to this. Corey Davis probably out. Jameson Crowder. And you'll probably see like Cole and Braxton Berrios mixed in for the WR3 spot. Ryan Griffin is the exclusive tight end for the Jets. They don't play anyone else. He's 2,600. I think he's playable too. You could play Ryan Griffin. I know it's crazy. You could play him. And that's right. When I say look good again, it was only in the preseason. He looked pretty good. You know, we got a lot of Jets fans, long-suffering Jets fans. I agree with you guys. I think he sucks, but I'm a Jets fan too, and I'm not trying, you know, I'm trying to not allow my Jets fandom to affect my thoughts for DFS purposes. Um, so with the running back, Michael Carter out for the Jets, I expect we'll see. I, I think Ty Johnson will be the lead with Tevin Coleman operating as backup. I don't love any of these guys, but it is a great, great matchup. It's a great, great matchup for the Jets. All it's it's Houston. It's the fucking Texans, the worst team in the league. Or are the Jets the worst team in the league? One or the other. Both defenses are in play here. Um, on the flip side, for the Texans, you know, they don't do a whole lot. Like, I don't even know what's going on at running back. They've got David Johnson playing a little bit. David Johnson gets some targets, which is nice. He's very, very cheap. Sadly, he's playable. If you needed someone, I guess. He hasn't had a good game yet, really, but this, you know, he's playable. Not something I'm going to be like going out of my way to, to do, but he's playable. Yeah, I mean, you could stack. It's only Elijah Moore with, or maybe Moore and Griffin. If he has a great game, it's going to be those two, most likely. Elijah Moore and the tight end. Those are the two. I might make one lineup with the trio. And then you got to bring it back. And the best bring back is probably Brandon Cooks. The Jets don't, you know, uh, profile as like a scary defense. Cooks 30% almost on the season. Even after a horrible week last week, of course, like one of the only weeks I played him. He fucking stinks, but it's the Jets. And so we go right back to it. Cooks. He's priced down a little bit more. I like that. Expect him to get back to the 20, 25, 30% target share. I expect that to happen. He'll go back to it. So with this game, a little Brandon Cooks. And if you're if you if you have a death wish, you could play some of the Jets pieces, Elijah Moore, you know, Ryan Griffin, and maybe even Zach Wilson. Definitely take some shots on Texans defense because if Zach Wilson looks anything like he did for the most of the season, it's a turnover machine. But if not, I think he could play competent and deliver the ball to Elijah Mitchell or just run heavy with Ty Johnson. So if you think the Jets are winning, I would say that Ty Johnson's probably getting a touchdown, maybe two. Can you imagine? Ty Johnson's a perfect GPP play. Could pop off. Very cheap. And no one likes him because it's the Jets. All right. How many games we got left? One, just one game left. Did I miss one? Nope. Short slate. All right, last game of the week. And this game, by numbers, could be just as good as any of the other ones. 48-point um, total, 2.5-point spread, Chargers at the Broncos. And I got to take a look at the power rankings on this because, honestly, I'm lost 
as far as what to expect here. All right, so they're talking. That's right. The Chargers can't stop the run, but they're very good against the pass. So the problem is with the with with the Broncos. You know, they got the two running backs. It's really hard. Gordon, uh, Javante Williams. Yeah. Uh, which one do you play? It's a two-headed monster. So even knowing that the Chargers are vulnerable to the run, it's hard to really like either one of those running backs. And, you know, passing yards don't look good for the Broncos. Um, for the Chargers, that looks pretty decent. But but again, you know, you have your usual suspects for the Chargers. They have a few targets that go with Keenan Allen. Mike Williams is sort of boom or bust. And the tight end, Jared Cook, um, gets some looks. And, of course, the best player on the entire team, Austin Eckler, does a lot of his work via the pass. It's it's actually quite a spread out offense. It's nothing that I norm I don't I normally don't like to target the Chargers for this reason. Um, it, it's really hard to figure out who to stack Herbert with most weeks because Eckler is such a big part of the passing offense. Twenty percent or here you go, fifteen percent targets on the season. He's priced very high, especially on Fanduel, but very high across the board, which doesn't make it easy to roster him, to own him. Keenan Allen really has spiked up on his target share um, over the last few weeks. And I, I, I think he's playable in this spot. I think, you know, they'll go to Keenan Allen. He'll be used plenty. And then, um, you know, Don Parnum Jr., little, little target spike last week. So do with that what you will. Um, but usually you see about 10% of the targets, three or four targets a week to Jared Cook and maybe Don Parnum a couple targets. So not a game I'm personally super excited about. If you look at Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, they're, they're, Snap share, their rushing percentages, perfectly split in the middle. Yeah, that's always gross. Too many people, too many names. So this game, even though it looks good, a little bit on paper, does not appeal to me. All right, guys, that's going to do it for the game plan. NFL Week 12. couple of notes. I'll be back tomorrow with the Players Club. I have more information. Um, I'll have more strategy. I'll give my real actual picks for the week, and we're going to make some lineups together. We're going to have a lot of fun tomorrow in the Players Club. Blue Moon's up. Thanksgiving weekend. Always enjoy it. Um, remember that if you don't have the Sharp app, now's a great time to grab it. We've just added a really, really awesome prop tool to the Sharp app, which makes your fantasy football, your DFS decisions so much easier. You just go on the app. You download it. It's a free app called the Sharp app. You grab it, and right on the odds page, when you click on the sport, you can click over to props and you can get a props tool. You just type in the player's name. All the props for that player will start to pop up. So you don't have to type the whole name. You could like Aaron. If you type Aaron, you get all the Aaron's Rogers Jones. But if you write like Elliot, you'll get all the Zeke Elliot props and all of that. So it's a really convenient tool for your fantasy football and DFS decision-making. It puts all the props in one spot for you. Make sure you download the Sharp app. And of course, take advantage of the Black Friday DFS Army promotion. Promo code Black Friday over at DFS Army. It's good through Sunday. Promo code Black Friday at DFS Army. That's 50% off your first month's dues. It's a great way to check out DFS Army and see if you like it. It's a low risk proposition. Maybe you're watching this. You're like, that guy seems a little crazy. I, I would like to see what he has to say. He seems sharp. He seems this. He seems like a dick. I don't know what I seem like. But if you're watching this, you're like, hey, what tools do these guys have? I like that tool I'm seeing on screen. I like the Domination Station Optimizer. 
I like the research station. I like cheat sheets, whatever. Check it out. I like that those guys are taking down 100K NBA prizes every week. I keep seeing them, those DFS Army avatars. You want to see what it's about? Check it out. Use promo code Black Friday. It's not a big deal. And of course, like I said, download the Sharp app and make sure to go and check out our sponsor, Owner's Box Fantasy. Use promo code DFS Army when you sign up. And they give out a $10 free play for their NBA game this week. And they'll probably send you another one every week for the next 10 weeks. That's what they do over there. You can build a bankroll from nothing. You don't even have to put in a credit card. You can just go get signed up. It's crazy. All right. That's going to do it for the game plan. NFL week 12. I will see you DFS Army VIPs tomorrow. Usual time, 1.30 Eastern. For the Players Club. I'll see you guys next time. Good luck this weekend, everyone. Yeah.